welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also catch out streaming live at hitthatline.com, where you can also find great interviews, videos, podcasts, articles, whatever it is, dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks, some great content there at hitthatline.com. Let's just jump right into it, shall we? Kelly Bryant made his decision via Twitter on where he will be playing for his final year of college, and he has decided to play with Missouri. 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 Not necessarily a major surprise if you have been following some of the recruiting closely the past few days, but it definitely is a surprise from the standpoint of, huh, of all the schools to go to, of all the choices you could have made, you decided to go to Missouri. Now, I am in no way, shape, or form saying that Arkansas was the number one choice and should have been the number one choice. I totally understand I totally get it. It all makes sense that you had a situation to where you're 2-10, and ten, you're in rebuild mode, you have a lot of freshman wide receivers coming in, don't have a lot of offensive linemen returning. It was all in question. But you feel like maybe a place like Auburn, a place like North Carolina, a place like Mississippi State probably would have made more sense. But going to Missouri for one year, losing a lot of offensive pieces, seems to be curious, don't you think? But that's neither here nor there. The fact that he is moving on to Missouri, you know, whatever. It's cool. It'll be interesting, though, when he makes his return trip to Arkansas November 30th, 2019. That game will be played in Little Rock. Should be a lot of fun. But either way, he has decided to take his talents to Columbia, Missouri. It's another weird thing, too, because this actually just happened right after it, that Jonathan Nance, a transfer out of Arkansas, is transferring to Missouri. Him and Kelly Bryant were seen taking pictures together, and he just made his commitment known right after the fact that Arkansas lost out on Kelly Bryant. And it kind of adds a little salt into the wound. Now, what I also love about this And this is the positive notes. If you want some positives, here it is. You want a rivalry? You want Arkansas to have a rivalry? These are the types of things that can spark it with Missouri. Now, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I am not a big fan of forcing rivalries. I'm not a big fan of saying Missouri's a rivalry, and I still don't think they are, and I don't know how long it'll take for them to become one. But... These are the types of things that'll make people angry. That'll make people hate Missouri. That'll make people circle that game, the 19th or the 30th of November in 2019. And that it will mean a lot more, will be a lot more heated. So if you want a rivalry, if you want issues, there you go. That's the way you can start it. That's the way you can spark it. So now it's a matter of where does Arkansas go from here? What do they do with the quarterback situation? Well, you do have Ty Story coming back as of right now. You do have K.J. Jefferson going to be a true freshman. You do have Connor Noland, and he'll be a redshirt freshman. You have all those options. But also, if you want another thing of positivity, 
there are other quarterbacks around college football that are going to be looking to transfer. Some good quarterbacks, too. Think about Mason Fine from North Texas. Rumor has it he's going to be looking around. You also have Cleo Tate from Arizona. He's looking around. And I'm sure there'll be some others before it's all said and done. So you think about all of those things that just happened and you're upset by Kelly Bryant deciding to go on to Missouri. That's fine. It's whatever. It's one year. It's not like he's going to be there to be able to win a Heisman Trophy or to win a national championship or anything like that. Missouri's probably going to go 7-5, and 8-4. and four. They'll lose some games. They'll win some games. They may even beat Arkansas because Arkansas is still in rebuild mode. But it's definitely going to add some heat to that matchup. And I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. And I hope it really blows up into something special. But Razorback fans, don't get upset. Don't tweet at Kelly Bryant. Don't get so up, just angry about something like this, so simple as this. You got your hopes up and it sucks. You're Razorback fans. You know how to handle it because you're used to it. But, it, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to understand that it's a one-year deal, that he at Clemson, he was a good quarterback, but he had his weaknesses. He was beat out by a true freshman. There are obviously some problems there. If he was that good, he would have stayed at Clemson. And I'm not saying this is sour grapes because I think he would have really helped Arkansas. But helping Arkansas isn't saying much. Helping Arkansas isn't going to take much at all because of how bad they were. I'm just telling you that for a one-year deal, Kelly Bryant is all he was going to do for you was take you from being below average to maybe average to above average. He's going to take you from maybe being a losing team to a possible 6 and 6, maybe 7 and 5 team, possibly. And that's all. That's all it was. So, it's okay, Hog fans. You may be upset now. You may be frustrated. You may want to throw things. You may be pissed at Missouri and pissed at Kelly Bryant and pissed at the world right now. But just in the great words of Aaron Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It'll all be okay. We'll see what Arkansas can do. Who knows? Maybe they get a better option. Maybe they get Khalil Tate, somebody like that. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, there are a lot of things that'll come from this that could end up being a blessing in disguise. At least that's the good feelings on the horizon that you want to do, right? I'm trying to make you feel positive, Razorback fans. I don't know if I'm doing a good enough job, but hopefully it'll work out. So move on from this. Kelly Bryant's not going to be your quarterback. He's going to Missouri where he will be an 8-4 and four quarterback at best. One year, move on. It's all good. Simple as that. Hey, with college football still in full flux, though, you're going to have all these bowl games coming up, right? You have to watch these bowl games. And the best way to do it is with Sling TV. For $30 a month, you get the ESPN networks, the Pac-12 network, the SEC network. And you can all stream it on your big screen as well as your favorite mobile devices. And it gives you the live TV you love. Only better because you have no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you could cancel at any time. Free seven-day trial. If you go to Sling.com slash locked on, that's S-L-I-N-G.com slash locked on. You go there, try it out for seven days, and it all works out. It'll all be exciting. It's going to be something that'll be fun. 
because you'll watch bowl games in any way, shape, and form you possibly can. Streaming live through Sling TV. Again, go to sling.com slash lock slash locked on. Check it out. Tell me what you're thinking about it. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, you know, there's some big news that was going on in college football today where Urban Meyer, the head coach of Ohio State, has decided to retire from Ohio State. Now, I'm very specific in particular in saying that he's just retiring from that school because it is of my belief that he will coach again. But Ohio State's 54-year-old coach decided that it was time to call it quits with accumulative effects on health problems, the current strength of the Buckeye program, and the impact of a lengthy suspension to start the 2018 season all convinced him that it was time for him to announce his retirement. Now, this is big news in college football and the landscape of college football because it is, of my opinion, too, that Urban Meyer is the second best head coach in all of college football currently behind Nick Saban. Uh, now, listen, you can say what you want about Urban Meyer. You can say that he is a terrible human being, and I'd agree with you. You can say that he is a type of person that will do whatever it takes to win, even if it means covering up a domestic abuse or even so far as murder, and I would believe you. He is the scum of the earth when it comes to human beings, and he has no place in college football if you lived in a perfect world, and I'd agree with you. However, there's no doubt that this man, for whatever reason – is very successful at the highest level of all college football. It wouldn't matter which program he was at because he has won at every program. When he was at Bowling Green, he won. When he was at Utah, he won. At Florida, he won. Ohio State, he won. His record is ridiculous. And for a guy that's not really known for having one specific thing about him, it's kind of like a hodgepodge, isn't it? You think about some of the great coaches of all time. Some of them were great offensive minds. Some of them defensive minds. Some of them great recruiters. Some of them were just great CEOs that hired great assistants. Some of them were just good coaches. But it makes you think about Urban Meyer and exactly what was his stitch. What, what was he able to do as a coach that made them and put them in a position to be so successful year in and year out? I think it was a cumulative thing, amount of things, but there's no doubt that him leaving college football is is going to be quite interesting because Ohio State's already got their permanent coach in place, Ryan Day. He served as the team's interim coach under Urban Meyer during the three-game suspension, and he has a lot of experience in the NFL and at the college level, and they decided to go along and let him be the next head coach permanently. Now, I'm kind of curious as to why they decided this. I'm curious to know why they decided to go this route instead of try to get somebody from the outside. Now, maybe just because they think that they have something good going with the type of uh, program that they've established and they want to keep it right there, quid pro quo, which is fine. Maybe they decided that uh, they wanted to not have any controversy, not pay a coach a lot of money. I don't, I don't really know. But they're going to go with Ryan Day. Maybe they think that it's going to be something like Lincoln Riley taking over at Oklahoma once Bob Stoops left. But either way, he's going to be the next head coach. But I can tell you right now, I, I don't know much about Day. I don't know how if he's going to be qualified or how good he's going to make Ohio State. But you would have to think that there would be some sort of drop-off at Ohio State. Even if it's a minor one, there has to be some reason somehow that this 
program takes a little bit of a step back now that Urban Meyer's gone, which could open up the Big Ten tremendously. Maybe Jim Harbaugh will finally find a way to win the Big Ten for once. Maybe he'll finally find a way to beat Ohio State for once. But they are salivating up there in the Big Ten. Guys like James Franklin, Mark Antonio, guys that are looking at their jobs at what they've done at their respective schools and hoping that they can take it to the next level and try to be able to make it into where it's not just Ohio State and a bunch of other teams. It's actually got some parity among the conference. It's similar to what you would probably see if Nick Saban retired, maybe even to a grand, uh, a much bigger perspective of finally, finally getting those people out of there. And you can now have some type of balance in the league without having to worry about everybody else taking advantage of it and just beating your brains in. That could be problematic. And so I'm curious to see, first off, how Ohio State's going to do. But second off, if Urban Meyer is actually going to be stepping away permanently from the coaching game, because he had something similar. Now, I know it was a few years ago. He was younger then. Things were different. Times were different. Situations were different, all that. But when he stepped away from Florida, citing height or health issues, he was only gone for a year. And then, boom, next year, he's the Ohio State head coach. I thought that was extremely disappointing from the perspective of all things considered. And I thought that it was really chicken poop in, in, in the grand scheme of things. It was something that if you're a college football fan, and if, especially if you're like a Florida fan, you felt jabbed. You felt like you were just screwed over. And correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people, myself included even, started questioning the validity and credibility of him saying that he was actually sick, that he was actually suffering from health issues. And so why is this any different? I don't think it was health issues. Now, it may be that he's having some some problems and whatnot, but no different than what other coaches are. And you're probably going to get mad at me because I'm out here claiming that maybe a coach is falsifying some records, saying some lies. Somebody like, I mean, stop traffic. Urban Meyer would ever lie about something. But it just seems like it's always too convenient. It's always convenient when Urban Meyer is able to leave. It's always convenient for him to when he has to leave the program at a certain particular time. And then when the next opportunity rises, then he just happens to step right in. He's ready to come back. He's ready to start coaching again. He's ready to start making things work again. And I think that's what's going to happen again. Now, I don't know which particular job. It could be somewhere like USC after they get tired of Clay Helton. It could be somewhere like US or USC. They also have Florida State with Willie Taggart. Maybe they get tired of him. My ultimate dream, and just for fun's sake, now I know if you're a Razorback fan, you'd hate it, but my for fun's sake would just to see Urban Meyer go to Auburn. And they finally get rid of Gus Malzahn. They back the money truck up, and they found a way to get Urban Meyer. That would be hilarious. It won't happen, but it'd be hilarious. But I'm telling you right now, Urban Meyer will not be out of coaching for long. He's too good of a coach. And there's too many programs out there that are desperate enough, big-time programs, that want to win, and they want to win bad. And they will do whatever it takes to win bad. It's all over the crowd. And, and everyone's going to take this high, high moral standard and say, well, I wouldn't want my team to take Urban Meyer. All the baggage he has, we don't need his type at our program. Yeah, well, what if you hired him? What if you hired him as your head coach? Everything changes. Then you start saying, well, I mean, all those things that he had, it wasn't anything that he did. It was more just what he didn't do. And he didn't commit a crime. He didn't do anything wrong as far as the legal standpoint. There were just some miscommunications. And then if he happened to win at a high level at your program, 
you want to build a statue. You want to praise him for the guy he is, for the coach he is, and the greatness that he has brought to your beloved program. Listen, I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. That's how it is. It doesn't make it right, but that's just how it is. So be on the lookout for Urban Meyer to make a return. I don't think he's going to be out for long. But I will tell you this, oh, folks. It should be an exciting time for college football. And now you're just hoping, just hoping, that Nick Saban, somehow, some way, will be the next one out. But unfortunately... For the rest of the SEC, it doesn't look like it's going to be anytime soon. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, this has been quite humorous uh, anytime you're able to follow John L. Smith and uh, whatever he's been doing in his career. Well, it came out today. I know everyone's sad by this, but it came out today that Kentucky State, which was the team that he was the coach at, which I'm sure a lot of you all knew, they announced today that the head coaching position in the football program is now vacant because they parted ways with legendary coach John L. Smith. John L. Smith went 0-10 this season at Kentucky State. 0-10. And, and, you know, the amount of money that he was making, which wasn't much, they, they were he was stealing money. I mean, he has stolen money everywhere he's been. And the fact that he is still around and that he was still able to dupe somebody into hiring him as head coach is extremely comical. Not surprising, but comical. And, you know, I, maybe they're finally going to give up on him. He's 70 years old. The dude's a lunatic. Whether it was the smile thing they did. Because here's the thing. Like in Arkansas, the one year he was there, he had more embarrassing lines than any other coach in the history of the program in one year. One year. First, he had the smile thing that made everyone very uncomfortable at the press conference. Then, then he came and spoke to Little Rock. I believe it was the touchdown club down there in Little Rock. And said that this was the state of Alabama program. What? What? You can't do that. And then he comes out and when I ask questions about games and everything, he just says, I have no answers. Great. That's what you want the leader of men to say. That's what you want your head football coach to do and to say. But either way, looks like he's out of coaching. We'll see if he gets back into it at some point. But 70 years old, probably not going to happen. No matter how much debt you are in, old John L. Smith, maybe it's time for you to finally smile. Appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. We're also on Spotify, so you can check it out there. You can also get after me on Twitter, at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have dealing with the podcast, and we'll, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.